What's up, Smokin' Okies? My name's Evan. I'm Brandon Blake. And today we're pulling a topic from our vault that never made the light of day, but it's one that we felt deserved another look. A questions episode where we answer some questions that we hear a lot and some questions that we have. Uh, what does that mean for you exactly? You're gonna have to listen and find out because now it's time for us to talk about what we're smoking. Blake, why don't you lead us off with that? All right. What am I smoking? I am smoking some Nebula from uh, Grown by Cured Cannabis purchased at uh, Ancient Remedies. We talked about that place last week. Love right. that place. I'm still, I, I'm a bulk buyer, so I'm still smoking on their stuff and I, I'm still happy with it. I am, uh, yeah, I woke up today with the feeling real tight and, and uh, like my back was, you know, right. whatever. And I had two bong loads of this stuff and I was dancing to music after that. So, uh, <laughs> good shit. Yeah, it's good, good. <laughs> Mm. and i i did want to just mention this episode too oh yeah we had some good stuff before but uh mm. we did pre-recordings you know test recordings and all that and we did an episode kind of like this before and it had some diamonds in it but there was a lot of fucking coal guys yeah, yeah so yeah. uh we figured why not just give you a round do you know <laughs> <laughs> numero two all right so what are you smoking on man Oh, I got a few things. I, 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 I had some time to experiment this week. Right now, like right this second, I've got a uh, a pre-roll from Caviar. The the Caviar with a K. The other cabbies are good too. But this is from K Caviar. Um, it's Skunk Gas and it's so good. I'm barely coughing. I'm hitting it. I'm feeling real good. Uh, it's skunk one gas. of those like, yeah, Skunk Gas, not Skunk Ass. Which would be <laughs> a funny so, name. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I wish it were Skunk Ass now. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, they have cheetah piss down in a better butt. At least we can try that soon. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Skunk, skunk gas, gas is, is way funnier. <laughs> uh, this is uh, close enough that it sounds like it, but not skunk gas, and it's it's solid. Like I've been cheaping on a joint of it pretty much for the morning on and off. It's got me feeling great. And oh, I've also God. got some uh, Mac One that I got at Big Chief Collective here in Lawton. That place has some really good flour. I, I'd never really been, and it was surprisingly good. And I got a couple green boys on me. Mm. Oh man, I uh. I was just sitting here thinking about how awful it would be like in a room with a skunk that had gas. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder if their farts smell just as bad as the spray. Probably not. Cause one's poop and one is the shit that like, you know, to deter predators. So I will say we had a, we had a joint of, we, we bought two pre-rolls of this cause it's so good. We were smoking one around some family that was visiting from out of state. It was just us cause we're the only patients there and our family's pretty used to us constantly smoking weed and didn't really say anything at all about it or act like they noticed until we lit a joint of this shit. And we were outdoors <laughs> with a fire on us. Like there was a big smoky fire and immediately I lit that. And like two of them are like, what the fuck is that shit? Jesus Christ, get away. <laughs> it is some strong uh, smelling shit. Speaking of, uh, you had a pretty exciting week this week, didn't you? Oh yeah, man. Okay. So yeah, we've had a, we've had a pretty good time and this is going to kind of veer off the top of the weed just a little bit, but it all catches up in the end. Um, do you want me to go and go into that now? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, well, unless you got something else you're smoking on, you need to tell us. Nah, that's the usual culprits on the smoking, but we did get to go out to the, uh, the Wichita mountain nature preserve where we, we just colloquially call it Mount Scott out here in Lawton, uh, with the family. And we found something very cool that I've been kind of waiting to tell you about. Um, so I, I put a little bit about it on Facebook if you saw, but there, there. Of course, you've been to the Wichita's, and it's like the Barrens, and wow, it's just flat, yeah. endless plains, and it's beautiful, and there are cows running free. Well, if you go down this little side road there, 
all of a sudden there's like a dead like evergreen forest right uh, just out in the middle of it and if you've been there you'd understand like listeners you because it's just it's like endless savannah plains and then all of a sudden whoa there's like a thousand fucking cedars here wow um yeah so you yeah, go there i, I looked at your photo just to get an idea what you're talking about but yeah it's so unsettling and you get closer and you notice these trees are all exactly six feet apart and uh, we did some research on it and it turns out that it's actually the site of a dust bowl era experiment to see what kind of trees would trap the wind well so they planted these identical rows of trees for something like eight or 16 acres it's endless it seems like when you're in the middle of it and they're perfectly spaced apart uh, it's beautiful and surreal and weird you go from this beautiful mountain terrain to just gloom and dead trees everywhere and like there's like boar shit and like it's kind of scary wow dude i Ah, man, I'd love to see it, but I almost, I'm almost afraid to go there, too, because you say they're exactly six feet apart. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to lay down in between those and find out that I've shrunk and I'm not six feet tall anymore. Oh, man. It would be a very depressing trip. <laughs> I had a very disorienting <laughs> moment when uh, the other Brandon, my, uh, my, I guess he would be my nephew. No, he's not my nephew. What would he be, Amanda? You're in the back on that. Uh, it's my niece's well, it's my niece's boyfriend. My niece's boyfriend. <laughs> Um, Lily's my niece too. Thank you. Um, so, so, uh, Brandon, Lily's boyfriend was with us and, uh, he's pretty good at like finding his way out in the woods. And we walked in what I thought was a straight line. And there was a conversation about how some people needed to get back to the car in our group. And he turned and pointed a direction, dude, exactly the opposite way. I thought we needed to go just from walking in a straight line in that fucking forest. It is so disorienting. It's like the, the lost woods in Zelda. Oh, man. Well, I keep thinking of those woods that Scorpion fought in in uh, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild. And there's a real effect. And, like, apparently at the center of it, there's, like, this big stone altar. And nobody knows exactly what it is. And we, oh. we spotted some old mining equipment. Oh, dude. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. And then there's, there's a part two, though. And then after this, I'll stop hogging the mic. Here's the part uh. that we're going to get into later this week. If you go, you can cut the corner of that forest and kind of side skip it. And then you got to climb a rock wall. And dude, it is like going into fucking Mexico and Red Dead Redemption. The video game analogy is all I've got. Just Mm. open fucking hills and like giant tall grass swaying and fucking buffalo roaming. It was (laughs) unreal. And you can just straight walk through it. Oh, man. Yeah. So we're going to do that right soon. Yes. Yeah, we're doing it in like three days. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm going to have to pick up some special, bull, uh, you know, some special smoke for the occasion. Right. And that's that's thank you for bringing me back to that. Here's where it comes mm-hmm. back to weed. We were leaving and we saw the, the preserve is better land. And I saw a younger dude who was probably a cardholder being searched by three federal rangers, like three marked federal ranger vehicles. There are a lot more rangers than that there. And I don't know the story, but I strongly suspect that is a gentleman who was maybe speeding or didn't use his turn signal on the preserve and he was carrying and maybe things spiraled for him there. So coming back to weed, don't take weed on the preserve if you go. Yes. Remember, federally, this is still scheduled. Uh, What a schedule one, right? I believe so. Yeah. So on federal land, be that, uh, I mean, I believe that cover, that's all native land as well. It falls under jur- federal jurisdiction. Oh. I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer, so don't take me on that. But uh, but yeah, on all federal land, be fucking careful. Don't take the stuff with you. It's still illegal, guys. You can get high in a parking lot before you leave and have somebody drive you wherever you're going, or you can eat a gummy. And then oh, yeah. Fine. 
we've done that. Uh, we park outside of the uh, the federal land where we're still in Oklahoma state land. Uh, everyone but the driver chief up and then, you know, maybe the driver's your edible guy. Like right. they, they eat a gummy, rest of you chief up and drive into the land, man. Right. <laughs> it, it is worth seeing high and it'll be a good day whenever you can just smoke up and see it because it's like, I'm not super into nature. And even then being up in that area, dude, it's like life altering. It's so pretty. Mm. It, yeah. I, I, yeah. I love looking at shit when while medicated. It just yeah, me looks, too. Oh, it looks nice. We all have know. Have you it. ever looked at nature on weed? Yeah. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen a bush on weed? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Well, my week wasn't as exciting as yours. I, uh, I was, well, I was house sitting for the most of the house and pet sitting, but it was cool. It's house sitting the place uh, I'm going to buy. So right. that was, you know, it was kind of cool. It was a little weird though. It was like living in my future house with other people shit there. So, right. you know, it's still a little weird, but it was fun. Uh, mostly just taking photos and smoking and hanging out with dogs, man. Like, <laughs> and uh, that was a cool place, man. Yeah, uh, and hopefully everything works out because uh, if so, we got, I mean, the future of the podcast. We're going to have a studio there, man. Like instead of my cave of an apartment where I can't (laughs) fucking, I can't get the audio right here, you know, like. uh, I've seen the frustrations there, man. It'll be good to uh, get away from. Yeah, but yeah, Yeah, I guess most, I, I really just. Well, we, we did a lot of behind the scenes work on the podcast. We have been for yeah, we like did. two weeks now. It's the, the, the midnight oil has been burning forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, aside from that, yeah, I was just chill hanging out. I was in the backyard. Most of the time it was great being outside again. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, I can't wait to get out of this apartment, man. I feel you. It is very nice to start getting out more. Um, what is something you said sparked a memory for me that I was, Oh, okay. Okay. There's something else that you should probably try while you're here in Lawton. There's a, there's an unincorporated town called Mears, um, out by it's on the other side of the preserve from our house, basically. And, um, it's just, it's another, it's like a Nick's place. It's been in like fucking world food guide or whatever. And it's on the food network. And, um, it's just this little burger place where they, they raise their own cows and kill them and shit. And dude, they make their own ice cream and uh, their their own uh, what's what I'm looking for, Amanda. What is that? Cobbler, cobbler, and it is fucking oh, phenomenal. I'm, I mean, I was sold with the uh, the fresh beef, so the rest of it's just bonus. <laughs> and and, and uh, this this would be meaningless to almost everybody listening to this, but you, Blake, it is like somebody took the Bomax burger and made it ten times better. Oh man, for anyone, if we have any of you Indiana listeners here. You owe it to yourself if you haven't yet to drive. Well, I don't know how Bomax is Bomax open these days. Are they still, I'm sure that's like a staple. It makes yeah. Well, Shoals, Indiana, tiny little river town in southern Indiana, very nondescript except for the largest freestanding geological formation, formation. That, uh, east of the Mississippi. <laughs> I almost said this side of, but I'm on the other side of the uh, damn thing now. Yeah, we're but, west uh, of that bitch. Yeah, but uh, they'll chug <laughs> rock, but. Uh, yeah, go try the Roxburger, damn it. That's what yeah, it's named man. after is that large freestanding geological formation that was four millions of years ago, whatever. But it's what it is is a big fat burger with onion rings on it, and it's oh, delicious. It's so good. Now I'm thinking about it, man. 
Rocks I believe it's a double, if I remember yep. correctly. It's a With half pounder. Rings, oh. and good bacon, almost like gammon. It's so thick Oh, my good. goodness. We're going to have to save this for an off the rip. Yeah, man, because I've got I got okay. some food adventures. That, but, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, yeah. We'll save that because I'm just going to get hungry and the, right. the audience is going to hear me salivating over a goddamn burger. And no. Right. Okay. A, a pretty unobtainable burger, too. That's some, that's some fucking deep cut shit. Like you can't oh, just get that. That's harder to get for most people than like Whataburger. Yeah, I got to drive twelve hours to go get one. There's only one place. Uh, well, um, I think we can skip the CWMG announcement. Actually, I was I had a different thing on that. Now that listener story you shared with me is that fair game if we don't name them? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. Cool. Um, let me find it now. Well, Blake's looking for it. We had a listener send Blake a pretty funny story after listening to one of our episodes, and we thought it was worth uh, sharing here. Oh, yeah. I won't name them. Just because I haven't asked if I could. I don't think right. they care, but I'm not going to anyway. So if you're listening out there, I can I can drop your name next episode if you want. Yeah, but uh, she said, they said, he said, she said. <laughs> they <I> said. <laughs> He said, this person says, I listen to your, for, uh, your Smoking Okies podcast, and I've been meaning to share a funny weed story with you. You'd ask in the episode if anyone had a humorous tale, uh, a time when they were on grass. So here goes. In the mid-70s, I attended a Doobie Brothers concert in St. Louis with a girlfriend of mine. Smoking was allowed in concert venues back then, so we smoked pot during the performance with all the thousands of other fans. When we left, we noticed the red light at the intersection in front of us. I was driving. There were six, seven cars in front of us. The light changed to green, but no one in front of us moved. We're so frustrated. Couldn't figure out maybe there's an accident or something. We couldn't see. We sat there and the damned light cycled through several times with no one moving in front of us. (laughs) Suddenly, I realized that we were still parked alongside the curb and all the cars in front of us were parked and empty of passengers. That, sir, was some great sensimilia. And I got to say, that is a hell of a term, sensimilia. I haven't heard that used in quite a while <laughs> uh, not since the offspring man oh i yeah. think it's a strain now i think that's it was always a strain but now you can like find i don't know that's well, that's it, funny as fuck though well no well it's it it's it just refers to a female plant that does not produce seeds ah okay i did that's not what know this. Amelia is it's it's ah. pot, it's the real there it's referred to really really potent bud because right the uh the 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 plant put all of its energy into producing resin. Okay. Ooh, so some good so, shit. That yeah, good so, shit. So basically it's high tier female plants. That's what Sensimelia is. Okay. And now I've just got the words fine, fine, fine Sensimia running through my head over and over because that fucking offspring right, song. Sensimia, yeah. I'm I'm even saying it wrong, but fuck. I don't know. I, I pronounce things wrong a lot because I read them and never hear people say them. Right. <laughs> that's why i thought rendezvous was Mendesvis. oh man up until goldeneye i thought it was Mendesvis. <laughs> you know what that story reminds me of uh i can name people because most of them are dead and the rest of them i don't give a shit um you know snatch yeah yeah and, uh, and my dad and some other people were were another 70s story they were on the way to indy to see ccr or what the fuck ever up from southern indiana uh-huh. and uh 
dad said at one point the driver was getting kind of long, so he fell asleep. And he woke up sometime later, and they were still on the interstate. And it was like a half hour after the concert started. And um, to give you listeners not from Indiana a little bit of background, uh, they call Indianapolis the Circle City because it's encircled by one big freeway. And it just goes in a loop, and you take your fucking off ramp, and it's super convenient and nice. And apparently Snatch, who was high, had just been driving the 465 for like two hours. Mm-hmm. Just over and over. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's not as good of a payoff. He was just looping 465 over and over because he didn't realize it took, that some... Wait, it took me a second to realize what his mistake was. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like a lot of cities, they have a bypass that goes that just circles the city so you don't have to drive through for traffic. He just stayed on the fucker for how long? He, he just drove on 465 for like two hours, I guess. And it takes like an hour to get to 465. So they were like... <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see it. You know, I've missed my exit, but then the beauty about India is you just take the next exit. It's not like Oklahoma where you just added 20 minutes to your trip because you blew your sign. Like, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Normal cities that can build up, you know, they're concentrated and have circles around them. But, right. But here the, wind, the wind here says no. The Devon Tower stands in defiance mm-hmm. among all the others. I was just right by the Devon Tower eating some hideaway. Man, that place is cool. I, I, I've been in the top of it a couple times for events. Uh, mm-hmm. I was working the events. I, I'm not fancy boy. I'm not fancy enough to be invited to those <laughs> otherwise. But uh, man, the view is cool up there. Oh, I bet. Uh, with Oklahoma being such a flat state, you can see, you know, what is oh. it, three miles to the horizon or something? Wow. Whatever the curve, whenever the earth starts curving, you can basically see that far. But That's super cool, man. Mm, yeah, love this flat state. Um, let's see. We, we I, you know, I'm in. not overly fond of the wind, though. Sometimes, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I spent my last week mostly outside, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, the Oklahoma wind, oh, well, the Oklahoma wind definitely Oklahoma. stole a couple bowls from me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Damn you, Oklahoma! <laughs> yeah, Ancient Remedies uh, just messaged me. Really. Okay, so yeah, it says, oh, they were just saying thank you for the shout-out last week's episode. Awesome! Hey, well, here's another one. Ancient yeah. Remedies, we love that place. We love you gals. Legit. Keep Legit. it up. Oh, dude, in that uh, <laughs> folder of photos I sent you, actually, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention it real quick because we can throw it up on the Instagram from yeah. uh, the episode. I was talking about that cheesecake, right? Right. And uh, that I got from there. I found a photo. I dumped it onto my PC last time I did a phone dump. So I can show the cheesecake that messed me up. I can't remember the name of it. It was like, oh, I was just listening to the episode earlier. I can't remember the name. It's the one that's uh, owned and operated by uh, the the three generation family. I'm getting the name now. The the Um, daughter, mother, grandma. Yeah, and that's that is so cool. <laughs> that's some Willie Nelson shit. That's awesome. I'm trying to get it. Where motherfuckers? It's in the no. last episode. It's cool. yeah. Oh, I'll find it. Just to... well, if you want to look for it here, I'll just uh, I'll just do this. Yeah, this is where we'll plug just in. This is your weekend weed. What's up, smoking Okies? This is Evan. I'm here with Blake, and this is your weekend weed. <laughs> Uh, I said we don't need to introduce ourselves. It's in the God middle of the show. It. It's a habit. Sorry. Fuck. 
All right, it's time for your Week in Weed. We got a few things here to talk about to keep the show current, even though we record the week back, starting with something that made the rounds earlier this week, and it's kind of concerning. A couple people, Blake, got hospitalized uh, because they ate what were presumably some Frito-Lay chips, but they were actually edibles. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, they had the really small THC marking on the uh, on the package that's very easy to miss. Right, the California Special. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, and those are 600 milligrams too. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, f- first off, I didn't know those existed. No. Uh, <laughs> like, like chips like that. Well, um, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't know those existed. So, I mean – that's it's kind of cool but also uh i know like that's not uh, something we have around here or anything and it doesn't really the packaging like where'd it come from that's that's the thing that's (laughs) not legit like ruffles isn't getting into the inebriant game these companies are literally just printing like ruffles queso cheese or doritos nacho cheese just like a bag but then they're adding thc 600 milligrams into california which is important to note warning Uh at the bottom of the bag um, there was some discussion in the Oklahoma cannabis Reddit, okay, marijuana Reddit, that uh, these companies are basically just buying these things, injecting or spraying them with, not injecting, spraying them with distillate and then putting them in these bags that they've printed. But, uh. and it would look like, and I'm just looking at the, these are like the, the standard, as far as the make of the bag goes, they're like the resillable, you know, bags. Uh huh. So it's kind of clearly this company printed this other shit's this other brand stuff. Like it's not Frito-Lay making it. Yeah, no, I saw it. It looked very similar, but kind of off as well. Right. It just, uh, if you have the capacity to make that bag, why do that? Sorry, Blake, go uh, ahead. I don't know. They looked like knockoff. Yeah. Frito-Lay bags to me. It's just, man. But apparently two but, people got hospitalized. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what were they hospitalized for? Did it say, where was it like panic attacks or something? It didn't say for sure on there, and there was some speculation, and again, that, that Reddit, that, that, that it might have been a kid that ate it, and I, I kind of went with that at first, but looking at that, man, that's a 600-milligram bag. If you ate a whole thing of those chips and took 600 milligrams and not expecting it, you might end up going to the hospital not knowing what's going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely, especially if you're not a user, you're not even aware, or... uh Shit, even right. if you're uh, uh you know a casual smoker, but you know, and accidentally ate those, you still might not know. It's gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. We don't know where it came from, right? And that was the whole thing that went out was that it's under investigation, correct? Right. The, the suspicion is it was just something that was, you know, bought off the street or whatever here, because uh-huh. Uh, any dispensary that is selling something like this, not licensed in Oklahoma with a, can- a California tag on it, is going to be in some deep dog shit if they're doing that. Like that's just oh, straight up yeah. illegal. Oh yeah. So and I guess I mean that's what happened. Some presumably some out of state edibles, uh, judging the labels at least, uh, you know, fell in the hands of somebody who mistakenly ingested medicated chips. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, then, the, the, in, in Oklahoma, I don't know what California's law is, but in Oklahoma, there are very strict rules about packaging and like claiming to look like another brand. There are. And I believe OMMA had uh, an official response. They sent out to everyone 
every patient, every card holder, every business, uh, correct? Yes. Looks like it looks like it went out yesterday, the 29th. Right. Leia. Yeah. So if you want to go into that, oops, sir. <laughs> Co's Leia. No, she's she's growing at the neighbors, the upstairs <laughs> ones. So I can't really blame her. Right. We'll we'll get into that later. Want to move? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the OMMA had uh, this this went out officially yesterday. It was a response, patient safety alert, a warning of these same things that uh, saying that you know the safety of the patients in our community is always the top priority of the agency. Said the uh, Dr. Kelly Williams, the director of the OMMA. Right. My team is working exceptionally hard and partnering with the OBNDD to address this issue and evaluate the products for sale at our licensed dispensaries. We also recognize that patient and public safety efforts must continue once patients bring their medication home. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty fair, right? It is, it is on you, the card holder, the patient to keep your medication out of hands of uh of those that would uh accidentally ingest something because a lot of these products do look like normal foods especially the novelty edibles that we've covered in other episodes well those companies putting like rubbles and shit on those bags that's worse shit and i hope that's not that that right there is where yeah it would be easy for a kid to get Mm -hmm. or even even uh visiting family from out of state or anyone you know because that tiny little thc thing uh every other edible i know and that's where they went on to say in this alert they went on to say that um uh the oklahoma standards of packaging like it's very apparent on oklahoma packaging that this is medication and you know should not be consumed by you know children and stuff and I think it was great. They shout out. They're just letting us know, hey, this isn't our stuff. We're looking into it. And uh, they are going to be, uh, they'll probably be checking in on dispensaries a little more often now, I would assume. One hopes. And I really hope that didn't come out of a dispensary. That would be a bummer. I really hope it did not either. Yeah, we should we should send Dr. Williams like a thank you letter or something. Like, that's pretty cool. We got a doctor up at the top of the OMMA making it more legit. It just is an aside. Yeah. Oh, and I said OBNDD earlier. That refers right. to the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Ah, which you know that they, seems uh, relevant. That, that is who uh, the OMMA the OMMA is working with to investigate this. Now I kind of want to try these knockoff chips. I know I do too, but <laughs> I also I also don't want them getting into kids' hands. You know. <laughs> I mean. Uh, it's not hard to i'm not talking from a commercial perspective uh well they even uh they even the omma even included that in their announcement here they they uh they go on to make sure everything's been tested or whatever but here they say uh uh they should be they said all medications, including medical marijuana products, should be stored safely out of reach of children and pets. When a medical yes. marijuana product looks like or is packaged in a manner similar to products that do not contain THC, including edible medical marijuana products, yes. additional steps may be necessary to prevent accidental ingestion. The use of medication lockbox is recommended. Just got to be careful. That sucks. I, I hope. It so, yeah, part of the. Mind. Part of the responsibility is on us as the patients. Right. For sure. Agree. 
Um, I guess with that we could probably move on to the next thing. Like that's kind of your baby. The uh, what was it? The Muskogee, Muskogee. I can't say that. Oh, the Muskogee, Muskogee City Council. Um, now I'm pulling this from memory because I forgot to pull it up. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, the City Council, I believe they uh, they were talking. They they met and debated and voted on um, essentially combustible medication. We're talking about smoking here. That's what everyone complains, right? the smell and all that right but uh so anyway having designated smoking areas or medicating areas uh so you can medicate with combustibles on site uh at their city you know like events. locations event locations uh the two that were outside of the city i believe they were approved the one in downtown at yeah you pulled it up there uh th their downtown location came uh uh they did not approve a smoking area. They said it would, uh, being downtown, it would cause, uh, it would hurt the economic stability, the stability like and that. cause public nuisance or more of a chance to become a public nuisance or something like that. Uh, and then they tabled it. They're going to talk about it again. I believe, uh, 15th of April, 15th or 16th. Uh, but anyway, it just brings up the, the thing of, uh, uh should we have, designated smoking areas is that a right as a patient i mean i just treat it like i would a cigarette like the lock on indicates i should if i'm smoking weed next to like a busy place uh, i will i will go to the car or whatever to kind of minimize exposure to other people or just consume mm -hmm. edibles uh, I, I i don't know how i feel about cities you know on one hand it's like no fuck it we're the state where you can smoke weed pretty much anywhere if you're not behind the wheel <coughs> pardon me oh smoking some weed now and it just got me but on the other hand, it's like there are ways to be high at an event if you need to be medicated yeah. where you don't have to be smoking weed around everybody, eat an edible or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but if they, if someone smokes a cigarette, why couldn't you be uh, smoke uh, some cannabis? I mean, because really it's just the smell that is offensive. Right. I mean, that's the only thing because you're not getting a contact high or anything, no. you know, especially not outdoors. <laughs> And uh, it's just the offense of the smell is the only it's thing quiet. that's at debate here, you know, up for debate. Which, yeah, that, you know, looking at it from that perspective, yeah, it seems like the ability to be able to enjoy these events without, you know, having anxiety or pain or whatever is a little more than I had to smell a thing for a second. Like, you know, don't light up a joint at the petting zoo where the kids are. And yeah. then, you know, that it seems well, like don't smoke, people don't smoke cigarettes there either, you know, right. so. And uh, and cigarette smokers get designated smoking areas. I don't know if it's if it's by law or if that's a business thing. Around Oklahoma, it just seems to be like smoke wherever the fuck you want, which you know I'm good with as a smoker. But, you well, know. I mean, I mean, sort of. There is an actual law on where you can smoke and you know entrances to buildings and all that crap. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, because the marijuana one is also piggybacked on that, <laughs> so yeah. it's a good one to know. But. Um, I forget where I was going with it, and this is running too much into a, an opinion and not a news segment. <laughs> so, anyway, let's just move on. Thank you, OMMA, for your swift response. Right. And uh, the last thing I have, I'm just going to touch on it real fast because, again, I don't want to get into. Uh, we're not in the opinions. This is the. Uh, yeah. This is the update, but. My bad uh, on that. On those two bills that we talked about last week, right. and the big bills, uh, House Bill four four five. 
And uh, what's the other one? Is it 2272? Just updates on those bills. 445 is the one that could uh, land you two years in jail for handed someone a joint uh, with its current language, at least. Um, Last week, we said it had a first reading uh, or scheduled. Looks like the first reading happened, and then it looks like the second reading is referred to the uh, AT, the Alcohol, Tobacco, Controlled Substances Committee. As far as we know, that just means they're going to have a look at it and see, you know, if they need to amend anything. It'll still need to go to a vote later. Again, I'm not a paralegal. I'm not a lawyer. Nothing. I'm just reading a website. (laughs) I'm reading oklegislature.gov. By the way, with a passion for cannabis laws. Yeah. And an update on the uh, the license cap bill two seven two two seven two looks like a a co-author has been added as of today. This morning, Mm -hmm. Senator Bergstrom. Uh, Don't know what that means. They had a second reading on the 17th, but uh, it still has to go up for vote or anything. So it it seems like we're just kind of waiting to see what these these people think about it. Right. And that's well, all I've got. Yeah, man. I think that's all I've got, too. All right. Well, this has been your weekend weed. There is the quote unquote flower buzz that you can get from flower or from doing concentrate dabs. The dab being usually more intense, um, blah, blah, blah. And then you have the edible buzz, which you can get from any number of things. And then it's just kind of about the quality of the edible buzz. Uh, for instance, they wanted to know, I have a bottle of tincture that I use sometimes when I'm mobile and they're like, well, if you have gummies, why are you doing that? And it's like, well, this gives me an edible high, but it's faster because it's under my tongue. So if y'all's kids are annoying me, I can get high faster and I don't have to (laughs) be shitty about it for 30 minutes. I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, it's interesting to see because to me, it's just like all the shit I've amassed and it's very natural to me, but to them, they don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, uh. That, that had me like taking stock of all the things I have that are cannabis related now. And uh, I've amassed a small collection of things for different delivery methods and, and stuff like that. And to the, to a non-user, it would look like I'm obsessed, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've, I, I think I've posted it on our Instagram. You know, I think mm-hmm. I've got like six or seven glass pieces, you mm-hmm. know, one, one for concentrates, the varying sizes of bongs as we all have. The whiters. Yeah. And not to mention gongs and like glass and stuff. It just looks so cool. So, I mean, yeah, they're kind of set pieces too as well. I mean, buy a nice bong could be a set piece. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, for me, I think there's like three, almost three distinctive highs. And I think they all come. I, flower has its own. It's like that flower seems like it's that full bodied high because you're getting everything. You know, you're even, you're even smoking in the bad parts of just burnt plant material, right. you know, but you're getting everything that is literally, as far as I understand, being the idiot here, <laughs> full spectrum as you can get, right. you know, and uh, so flower is king to me and it has been, I love it, but I also think I've heard at least that it has somewhat of a separate tolerance from dabs because of, uh, I don't know if it has to do with terps or something or fucking <laughs> what is lost turning it, uh, you know, from flower to concentrate mm. or uh, whatever. And then we get into dabs and all the different kinds and shit and all that, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. But right. uh, 
I don't know. It, it feels like there's something missing. And yeah, concentrates, they can be more intense. You need to take less yes. of them to get as medicated as you would. But there's something missing off of them. And it's usually the body part to mm -hmm. me. And, uh, and then with edibles, they're usually really heavy in the body you know, medication, like the slowdown, the numbness, the heavy feeling, you know, uh, for me at least, and your tincture would just kind of, that's like the fast delivery method of edibles, I'm assuming. You know, uh, it, it's interesting too, because I was told when I first got my card that sativa versus indica didn't really matter in edibles because of the way the body processes it. But I've come to question that based on my own, like my own personal evidence or experience. Um, because the, the there's um I don't know if I brought this up before or not, but there's this gummy, the zing gummy that I like really well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I just keep well, hearing about purple boys. So, purple boys, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the zin boy provides a very specific kind of high that gives you a body buzz. This is to your point, but it also gives you a very clear mental buzz. You saw me that I recall you saying to me, you're fucked up because the way I was leaning into the fridge, uh -huh. that was a Zen gummy. Um, uh, point being, I think that if you eat an Indica gummy, you're going to get a really strong body high. Like you talk about Blake, but if you eat a sativa gummy, you're going to get that speedier buzz. And I back this up further because I have some red boys made from sativas and some green boys made from Indicas and eating them together provides a, a, a high that's pretty much identical to the Zen. Well, I wonder if that's where my uh, edible inconsistencies are is because I am very resistant to sativas. Some strains of sativas don't do anything to me and uh, and edibles sometimes don't do anything to me. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's it. You may be onto something. I don't know. That would, Maybe. That would require some further research, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to work on this myself, man. That's a might note that one down, huh? Like <laughs> I'm gonna put that in there. That's a that's a fucking. We just had a moment here. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. If so, uh, it, I don't know. Maybe what I should do is start asking. Um, is mm -hmm. this an indica, you know, based whatever? See, maybe I should do a little research of my own, a little field research. Yeah. <laughs> just base it off that good Zen gummy with a hit of flour. Man, no better buzz, man. I love that shit. Oh, uh, uh, well, yeah. When an edible works for me real well, like, yeah. And it makes sense that the edible to me is that body buzz because I'm an indica man. So, and if a heavy indica edible hits me and hits well, it's going to feel that way. You might be onto something there, buddy. Sure. I cap on. Now you had one that you put on here about picking pieces. Why don't you get into that one? Oh yeah. Well, just Picking pieces, it was, I mean, a lot of that is down to what you're going to use it for. Lead off with the question. Huh? Lead off with the uh, question. Oh, how do I pick a decent glass piece? Right. Well, first, <laughs> you got to decide what you're going to use it for. You're going to smoke flour? I mean, most, if you're, if you're beginner, intermediate, whatever, yeah, you're going to smoke flour there's uh, the different types of glass pieces and stuff. You've got your small hand pipes. You've got mm -hmm. your one hitters, your chillums, which most people use chillums wrong, by the way. Oh, well, and, uh, <laughs> so most people use chillums like a glass joint or something, right? right? right. You're supposed to make an empty fist with it, uh, put it between your pinky and, uh, well, I don't know if it's your pinky. You put it between a couple of fingers and uh, it's really supposed to be a two-person thing. To where you make you make like a hollow 
a hollow uh, thing with your fist to where your hands are the pipe. The chillum sticks out of your hands like the bowl and someone else lights it for you. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it one handed. It's not as effective, but it's right. kind of hard. You need a small one for it, but that's what a chillum is actually for. <laughs> well, I've got a chillum here that I tried once and fucking sucked weed up and didn't ever use it again because I hated it. I might try it again today. <laughs> I Well, I'm a screen. I always put screens in everything. I don't like yeah. sucking in ash, but, um, but yeah, you've got the using, and using all that stuff. Too. This, I mean, this could really be fleshed out in a whole segment on glass pieces, but oh, yeah. really the thing I wanted to get to for a real quick thing was you need to do an airflow test right? because the whole thing that led up to this is I bought a new dab piece. I got a, I went and bought a recycler and right. a very nice banger or right. nail, whatever you want to call it, which we'll get in. I mean, see, there's so much here to, to explain, like, what even is that, <laughs> right? But for now, we're going to move on like you know what it is. Let's just say I got <laughs> I got a thing for dabs and, and whatnot. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it has this auto spinner with, with these pearls in it. So essentially, whenever you inhale, these pearls are supposed to spin when you've got your carb cap on to move the, the material around so you get, you know, all of it. Uh it worked in the store with, uh, you know, no water in it and everything. So I was happy. I bought it. I took it home. I put water in it. Now there's not enough airflow to move the, the pearls. So the whole expensive gimmick of the banger is useless now. Which is <laughs> on this, shame, on this piece. Yeah. And it's, it's a cool looking piece and everything. And I don't blame them at all. It's just do a water test. Ask to do a water test. You know, because the airflow will change, but you want to find something that's within your price range. Things can get very expensive or you can get some cheap China glass. It'll mm. it'll work, <laughs> you know, uh, I that's think the of it. I think oh, on how to pick a decent glass piece. This would be a <clears throat> man. I could go on for an oh, hour yeah. on this. <laughs> and that's that's a one where you could leave because I don't know a ton about it. I just know that they're all pretty universal and that, that because of that. It's somewhat a matter of price, but you know, I, I don't like buying glass online so much because I like to be able to feel it and hold it. Um, yes. And that's, it's kind of an eye test thing almost, but there, there are two ends of the spectrum. One, you can get some cheap Chinese, basically windshield glass that'll turn into dust the yep. first time you fart on it. And on the other end are like your $400 bongs that are undoubtedly super nice, but are kind of like art deco pieces almost like yeah. you don't need to spend that much. Yeah. Well, you know, I just thought uh, I'm not even the expert on this. Like we know, we know oh, somebody who works in yeah. the industry, in the glass industry. And uh, he is an apprentice under like a very amazing glass blower. So maybe we should save this and uh, have him on one of these. Okay. Have cool, him cool. talk about what to look for in glass because mine, I'll be pulling out my ass and just uh, off experience of my pieces. This guy actually makes them guys. Yeah, man. So let's get him on here. We'll, we'll move that question to the parking lot, man. That's great. All right. So, hey, Tyler, if you're uh, listening. Next week, uh, buddy. We want you on soon, bud. We might be interviewing <laughs> you right now when everybody's listening to this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, moving on. I got one that I added here. So let me pick up this one. This one's real simple. What the fuck is a dab? <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck is a dab? Can you dab everything? There are dab pins, there are dab rigs, there are e dabs, and like nails and what is and... it? 
What is it, Dab? Do you want to answer it or do you want me to answer yeah. it? Yeah, I've got a pretty good yeah. high level answer. You so, go for it because I've got the lowbrow stoner answer. <laughs> the, the high level pothead answer is uh, a dab is taking concentrated weed, which we just talked about. Um, hash would be an example of concentrated weed or shatter. And um, heating it up in such a way that it never combusts, but that it vaporizes. So that all of the THC is thus turned into vapor and you can inhale it. And uh, if it all works out right, you can get very stoned. Okay. So my lowbrow uh, stoner <laughs> uh, definition of what a dab is, is it just refers to the material that you use to vaporize because uh, on the tip of your tool, it just looks like a little dab of goo. Yeah. It's just like that's, a that's where it got its name, a dab. But uh yeah, it's just referring to concentrates, and there are two, there's like a main split, solventless and the solvent, you know, um, extracted uh, ones, but those are all dabs, butter, wax, shatter, hash, they all dab. That's just, uh, yeah, we're just talking about concentrates. And, and even cooler... A, a lot of concentrates, I would venture to say most of them, can be smoked regularly. Like you can you can put them in a joint and smoke them, which I've done with crumble many times, and it'll it'll work pretty well. It's but whenever you vaporize them, you're getting like the most effect out of it, and that is technically traditionally what a dab is. You know the stupid dance where they cover their mouth with their arm. It's like you're coughing because the dab can hit you pretty. Oh good. well, it, well yeah. the, the dance move, the dab. Yeah, right. I never knew what that was because the dance move came out before I got back into cannabis. Right. So, I was like, how? Oh, I don't know what the heck is. And then, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, fucking dabs are basically just trichomes. Like the more pure they get, like that pure, pure hash, the solventless stuff, mm -hmm. that really pure, like Moroccan, like uh, you know, like that rosin we had. Like uh, no, no, no. I'm talking hash, hash. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are just essentially the trichomes. Like you get a ball wow. of trichomes. It's as pure as you can get. It's just pure. And, and what they do to make those like uh, balls or whatever, those hash balls, is uh, they apply a little bit of heat to it just to right. so they can bust the, the so the trichome heads melt and it all melds together to make that mm. nice hash. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, I want to. I want to try to make some one of these days. I'm obviously not going to make it as well as you know, like the the Moroccan priest balls or whatever. But uh, <laughs> the true dragon balls. Oh yeah, those are cool. Now, yeah, now, now, I do. Once I grow again, I'm going to look into making smash. Uh, I want to help. Mm. And you know that now that if the dab question is easy, this next one, Blake, if you want to feel it gets a little more complex, if you want to ask. Well, hold on. All right. It's we, the next we, what the fuck. Well, no, we overlooked. We overlooked the overlooked accessories. Oh, we did. What, what are? Wow, what a turn holy of, shit! Okay, but yeah, before we move on to that very in depth one, uh, fucking, it's a good little break. This is good. What are some overlooked accessories? I had posited. I've I've brought up two now. Right. I think our first episode, I brought up the palette knife for you artists right. and painters. That's great to scoop out Keith, but I do believe that this tool is superior. This next tool that I'll, I'll let you bring in because you're the, you, I've been using one for a while. You just got yours. So right. I'll let you be the one that brings it to air. 
I am holding in my hand a uh, three-part pipe boy, a pipe tool, and it's got a little spoon. It's like a cocaine spoon, frankly, but you could use it to scoop out your teeth, and it's awesome. It's got a little stirring device, which would be really good for – it doesn't feel like it would be great for dabs, but for like mixing your bowl. And then it's got some little scoopy boy, which would also be – it's like a palette knife kind of, and it would also be good for Keith. And it all just folds up into a single little piece that you can keep in your kit. That is a very yeah. overlooked tool. It is It is a cigar or a, or a pipe tool, a tobacco pipe tool. The thing you were describing is it has a spoon. It's got like the spoon – looking thing uh which is used to get the tobacco out of a pipe but it's great for picking up keef and I, dropping into your bowls it does have the it's rod got that which, pointed nose it's got the rod which is for uh stir i use it to uh clear out my ash stir whatever and also right. um to clean out my my uh my bowls like uh, at the joint you can stick this into your bowl run it around and get all that resin out of the uh out of the inside of your bowl, the part that connects to your oh. bowl. And then you just wipe it off with a paper towel and it's clean. It, That's it, awesome. It's way better than using Q-tips. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then the other side is a tamp, which right. I'll, I'll use if I'm throwing in some uh, some keef or if, if I've got really dry bud that and I'm outside, you know, I'll tamp it down so the wind doesn't blow that shit away before I go smoke it. Yeah, that, that's it's an awesome little tool. I haven't even used it yet. I just took yeah. it out of the package, but I don't yeah. remember what it cost, but I think they're like a two dollars or something. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't expensive at all. Oh yeah, get one of them bad boys. Um, you know what are mine? I, I know I have a few. One thing that is not necessarily overlooked, but I think having a quality one is overlooked, is a torch lighter. If you're going to be doing those yes. dabs, um a torch yes. lighter can change uh, a piece that you think is a shitty piece for doing dabs to a really good piece. Like the quality of your lighter matters a lot more than you would think. Yes. And that kind of brought us on this little thing anyway, because I bought that nice new dab. That Amazon boy? No, no, no. I haven't bought one yet. Um, I'm saying I bought that nice new dab, uh, dab rig because, uh, it was in celebration of the show and all that stuff. And we're going to need something for dabs and blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then I get home and and I can't even use it right because my torches suck. All my torches blow, like not not well. They don't blow as they should. So uh, I've got to wait on that torch to come in the mail before I can really judge this uh, this piece. Smart thinking, because uh, the torch can be a big difference maker. The other thing is um, that I can think of, and it's something that I have brought up before, unlike the Zingami. Um, is some sort of ability to vaporize your dry herb. Uh, it, it, it can help you in a few ways. One, because it's a good way to get like a lighter, kind of more cheerful, cheerful buzz. And because then you can kind of produce edible things that if you're lucky, will get you high. You can eat them after you smoke it. Um, uh, but, you know, if you've got any kind of tolerance, then that kind of branches into you got to get a desktop to be able to get high. So maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Yeah, I think actually, I think the, the dry herb vape is a, I don't know. It's kind of a preference thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm trying Cause to because there, there is a distinct flavor and 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 the uh, the feeling's a bit different. I think. Yeah, I would say so too. Hey, uh, hey, Amanda, I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, okay, like this pipe tool the Blake is showing me. Can you think of any like underutilized or overlooked weed accessories? We talked about the torch lighter. Uh, keeping a card. Always having a card to uh, be able to. Yeah. 
and you can get like special metal cards for all kinds of drug uses that you keep in your wallet. I, I'm I'm aware of those. Um, glass what? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Amanda had a really good one. One that experienced owners will know about, but people that aren't super into smoking weed yet might not. Glass tips to put on your filters. It's like a double filtration system. So you have a, a paper filter that comes at the end of any cone, and then you put that shit in a glass tip, and it makes it so much smoother and nicer. Get a box of those to add to your kit. And I guess uh, during COVID times, <laughs> yeah, you could uh, you could have your own glass tips, so you're not going lip to lip with your uh, whoever. Very smart. So, hey, we nailed that question pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we getting to the big boy here? I think we are. I think we're ready for it, Blake. This one is all you because um, I'm still perplexed. Okay. What, what the fuck is a terp? You know, my answer hasn't changed from the last episode. Terpenes. Let's <laughs> talk about them, bro. Terps, bro. Terpenators, terp bros. Oh, terps. Terpenes. They are... Nobody really knows what the fuck a terp is yet fully. Um, there are a lot of thoughts. And the, the main idea is that every weed plant naturally produces so many different terpenes. There are a big number of them, like 26 or something like that. Yeah, and it's I've, shit like, oh, good. Well, I was going to say, I've noticed that some places are starting to, uh, they're starting to, like, I believe ancient remedies. Uh, no, they don't do it. But uh, some places are listing the terpenes that are in the strain and and the percentages and everything on their uh, their medication jars now, which is, which is cool because because the research seems to indicate that both terpenes and different combinations thereof can have a pretty dramatic effect on the experience you get when you consume cannabis. Yeah. So they were they were naming the terpenes like individually. So yeah. Like lime and yeah. peppery. Yeah, it would be like it would be like that one. However, the percentage, and then the next one has this much percentage. And I, I that, thought I had a jar, but I can't find one that had it. It must have been. It might have been Sugar Shack. I don't know. Sugar Shack did have a terp listing, I believe. Um, those guys are big into that gourmet shit, and the, the taste is part of it because terpenes do have a great deal of effect on the taste. But there's also, like I said, the growing body of evidence that suggests that it also affects how high you get. And you can yeah. experience that colloquially to a degree. Like most people you talk to will tell you, well, whenever I smoke a citrus strain, like a fucking orange cheesecake or a lemon haze, I get to feel pretty peppy and uplifted. But whenever I smoke like a GDP, it's very stony and slow. I forget what terps are commonly in Granddaddy Purple. But and it, 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 they're thinking that basically terpenes are what makes each strain each strain. And those combinations of terpenes are why every strain can have so much difference. I that I mean that plays into my long standing theory here of strain specific tolerances right. and that could be playing into terp specific tolerances and I just didn't know it but I have noticed that if I smoke one strain for a while the medication will you know I'll build a tolerance to that and then I can it can be as easy as switching to another strain from the same grower same dispensary everything and that hits you know blasts me out into space right. but uh so I, I feel like there are, I've noticed strain specific. Maybe it's linked to Terps. It very well, very well could be. I, I noticed the same thing. Like I can, nothing hits me as well as like a good Durban poison, but it's got to be a good one. And I can always tell by the way it tastes. So that kind of lends to that yeah. too. Which really lends to having a favorite strain now instead of being yeah. like, ah, oh, nah, you know, right. whatever. It, right. If it's green, I smoke it. That's all uh, that matters. <laughs> like, 
once you live in strain heaven, you start to find that people naturally end up this way. Like Amanda, you know, she's big into uh, Granddaddy Purple. Um, mm. Not Granddaddy oh. Purple, rather Cherry Pie, which is a mix of GDP. Granddaddy Purple's mine. That's one of my big boys. Yeah, we were introduced to that from uh, some some of that good black market weed way, way back. Oh, uh, yeah. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Cannabis oh. criminals. <laughs> um. Uh, Straight oh, a bit now, though. Total. Totally legal. Unless you go to well, the preserve. I guess I never actually, like, my black market days were always just buying it. That was right. it. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, we got some. Mm. We, we smoked at black market. Yeah. I guess we kind of answered our own question in the next one about different strain effects being that noticeable. And the answer is yes. Um, yeah, I would say that they are. Just in the fact that sativa is... I've got such a high tolerance of sativas. I wonder if there are some terps that just don't don't jive with me or something. Could be, you know, and just that that sativa head high, man. Maybe it already just died, died, jives with your natural way of thinking, or uh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Now, I will say, if I if I am going to experience a bunk strain, chances are it's going to be a sativa. Like I don't encounter nearly as many bunk indicas. So, leading back to what we were talking about earlier. Oh, I, I can't hear you. And, well, I didn't say that. Oh, I thought I heard you say, uh-huh. Well, I said, mm-hmm, and that was it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, oh, I need to hit this. My, uh, <laughs> my nebula is starting to wane. Well, hit that nebula, and I will lead into the next question. Because here, here's a question that we want to pose to all you listeners. Um, I find that – let's do a little preamble. I am almost exclusively an edible user. There's a gummy I like to use called the Zing Gummy, if I've mentioned it before. And uh, I also make my own. And uh, I just slid that one right by. And um, I, I, I will generally, I will smoke a little bit every day, but generally I'm high all day on edibles. And I don't see a lot of people like me. I know a lot of experienced cannabis smokers who don't know shit about edibles and even some who are kind of intimidated by them. And it makes me wonder if us primary edible users are such a rare beast. Uh, Blake, please explain your side of that discussion. Uh, my side of it was I was thinking that uh, you might might be projecting. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I know. Well, you said that that basically, if I'm, if edible, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Enlighten me. <laughs> you said that that if primary edible users were so rare, there wouldn't oh, be so many goddamn. Yes, edibles. damn it, you're right. That was a good fucking point. Why? I, I said the evidence contrary to that is all the damn edibles they sell in stores, you know, like right. all the edibles sold. If you were so rare, there wouldn't be a market for it. Well, maybe it's just because all eight of us are coming in and buying all the damn edibles. Of all you guys <laughs> must all be rich because edibles, the, the pre-made edibles, they're not cheap. You know? No, man. No, no. I, I was spending like $800 a month on uh, those one gummies. So, yeah, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. So the eight of you, whew. I'd love to see your bank accounts. I'd actually hate to see what you spend on it. But uh, no, I think there are so many people that do both. There, mm-hmm. I think the the majority of uh, dabble in both at least. Right. You know, I, I mean, I kind of go back and forth, but I mean, I'm not big on edibles. Right. But yeah, you you hopped. Uh, you're like a duck to water with edibles once you found mm-hmm. the Zen gummy. And as you listeners know from the previous episode, a big part of the reason why. But I mean, you're. Yeah, I don't know. It's just different strokes. I think. I think so. It puts but I me. Don't, but I don't think you're as rare as you think you are. I, I, maybe not. But it goes back to the idea of medication because here, here's a funny story that that 
Well, if from an outside perspective, it might sound kind of fucked up, but it's funny. Well, um, no, go ahead. It, it reminded me. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say this before I forget, and I'm like, but you might forget yours. But anyway, I'm going to go first. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, it brought me back to the different uh, methods and different reasons uh, of of using different methods of medication and whatnot. And something I forgot to to mention was yes, like flower being full spectrum, it gives me the full effect and all that. I only do that. When I know I'm not going to be driving, when I'm, you know, and all that stuff, I'll do it out in the town and things, but I don't drive high. And uh, when I'm, when I'm somewhere where I know I'm going to be all day to where I can't smoke and I've got to be somewhat responsible, I do take a pen with me, you know, a concentrate pen or something, because that doesn't give me the full effect that smoking does that like inebriates me. Um, and if you're but, not hitting it you're behind the wheel, yeah. you'll be fine in 15 minutes. Yeah. Whereas uh, I'm using that just to dull the fucking pain in my lower back, you right. know? Uh, so I do medicate. <laughs> I do use different methods for uh, right. different medication and whatnot. Uh, obviously the full spectrum smoking of the, of the flower is going to medicate me more even than what that little dab pen is doing me, but you gotta be responsible too, you know? <laughs> Well, we were, uh, we were, this was like, yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. We'd had a stressful day. It was a fun day, but we were really, we, there had been an incident in traffic and then we'd spent the whole day at a big place full of children. And, you know, you're leaving after a Sunday out with the family. It's kind of stressful. Um, we stopped and I had my, my family in the car with me. It was raining very hard. And I had my mother-in-law who can't see very well and some kids with me. And, uh, I was tense as fuck due to some things that had happened. And I was straight sober. And in the two miles between, uh, the place we were leaving in the gas station, I almost got in two accidents from having anxiety and not paying attention. I was looking ahead for a gas station. I almost rear-ended a car and this. So we pulled up to the gas station and just totally by fucking divine fucking intervention or whatever, there's a Starbucks across the street. <laughs> and I go, okay, guys, don't worry. We got another two hour drive, but I'm going to be good. And I went and I got me a fucking 50 milligrams in and I split it in half. And then I split that half into half and ate it just to take the fucking edge off, man. And it was a smooth drive the rest of the way, not a single problem. It calls back to the idea of edibles as medication and why I love them so much. Yeah, well, that also leads into the whole uh, dosages conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we scrapped the dosages one, didn't we? We we did do a point, and that's you know I knew that around twelve point five milligrams would just heighten my mood and make mm-hmm. me a little more present in the moment. So yeah, I was well, able to do that. Like well. This is something we could cover either now or at a later time, but uh, about how medication, how this is medication, but it's a medication where you find your own dosage. It's, right. it's, it's it works in that way. It's weird in that way. Mm. You know, you have to find what's effective and what is recreational, you know, you, more to the point. This is something that we could talk about now. Um, Weed is something where you kind of have to go past the point of having a tolerance to get the maximum medical benefit. And that makes me sound like a kook, but it's the truth. Uh, it kind of is because when you first start, you're a one puff guy, you know, one puff and you're blasted and all that. Like and you're too fucked up to drive. Yes. But then like, yeah, I mean, the tolerance is real. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think you should smoke and drive. No, but but yeah, there's definitely there's um, especially with edibles and and even the afterglow of a smoke, you know, right. like 
once you smoke, you've got that period where you you're inebriated and, uh, that will wear off, but then you have the after effects of the medication that's still, you know, working even after that, uh, you're no longer high, but you're still medicated is what I'm trying to get to. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And the afterglow would be a good time for somebody without, without much of a tolerance. But if you do get past that point, which with a medical card, you're likely to, um, at that point, it really kind of truly does become medicine because you can go about your day pretty well normally and you can know what you're capable of doing and when. Well, yeah, but you need the tolerance first because right. like I've said, when I'm out and I like if I'm out working and I'm going to be somewhere for like 12 hours or 16 hours, I know my work days are long when I get to work. So right. I take I take a concentrate pen with me or something. Because I know I can take a puff off of that and I can medicate, but I can, I won't be high, you know, right. I won't be inebriated. So that makes sense. Do it, but, but when I first started one puff off of that little pen would have, would have had me stupid, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I've had that exact moment that I've shared here before. So yes, uh, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. So you, you do kind of have to build a tolerance to where you can have, daily application medically it seems for some things i don't know that oh these are all topics that need further yeah, we're, not, we're we're bringing about more questions by answering awesome. questions <laughs> well this is this was supposed to be a loose improvised episode and we're definitely getting that effect <laughs> no i'm just saying like this is the questions episode right we posited to you as us answering questions, but really it's just coming up with more More questions. It's the question generation episode, really (laughs) the question generator episode. Did you learn anything? Maybe mind question or did we confuse you? Let's do us. Okay. I think we can kind of skip that last one about the smell because I don't know shit about that. Unless that one uh let's save that for later because once i don't live in this apartment anymore i'm going to talk about this apartment yes uh, once i can once i can share my experiences on why i hate this apartment and how it relates to cannabis i would like to do that and that ties into that question so well in that case if you want to move on to it on the rip i've got one that's been waiting for a minute that i think will be great oh go for it I love okay, this. cool. Here we go. This is a fun one. I was talking to Sam on Discord, and we got to talking about shady dispensaries and how you know perfectly legal licensed dispensaries can some of them can still be kind of shady. Mm-hmm. And um, not so much a question, but uh, imagine if you will a a dispensary, kind of a theme dispensary, whose deal is they're a full service drug dealer experience. Mm-hmm. So you have to text this dispensary in order to be able to go over there. And maybe they'll get back to you right now. Maybe they'll get back to you now, but they don't have any. Maybe they won't get back till tomorrow. But then you show up and maybe they text you halfway and say, no, wait, my buddy came over. Hold up, go somewhere. And you got to go wait at Burger King for 10 minutes. And then you get there and like the weights and shit are right because that has to be legal. But like, it's just like you go on. It's just like some dude's living room, like in Pineapple Express. And it's just a total fucking drug dealer experience on all the points that it can be. And then you leave. It sounds incredible. Uh, as a novelty, it does, and it sounds like one of those. It sounds like a fucking skit, like a, like a fucking <laughs> pussy salad skit or right. something, you know, where they're using it to teach someone a lesson. It's like, oh, you who've never lived in the days of the black market, let me show you what it was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
I think that's a solid idea and one that somebody who has the money to invest should try. I personally wouldn't, but you know, no, I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't, I would go there maybe once or twice just to show people. I don't, I, I think just call the dispensary like Dave or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Steve's place. <laughs> the plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking that yeah that would be fun as like an experience i don't think that would be a go-to dispensary maybe they can uh, if you're an established business you don't want to do it either because you don't want to operate like a fucking drug dealer i mean drug dealers oh yeah i mean (laughs) yeah but it's it's kind of poking fun at it i think if you poke fun at it it would be it would be good but also it kind of stands in the way of my whole stop glamorizing the criminal aspect of marijuana you know or of cannabis and like once that's gone, the black market won't fucking matter, you know. <laughs> It'll be no more. Hey, Nathan, for you, if you're listening to this, then you should do something like this for your show. <laughs> I'm high. Oh man, I had an off the rip that was on my head before we started recording. Oh, it's gone now because it was a literal off the rip, and I didn't write it down. I should probably do that from now on. What's our timer looking like? I don't know. This thing doesn't have a timer. So, mm, uh, if man, it does, I don't know where it is. Uh, I've been looking for it too. You're uh, either mine or your connection is starting to do robot farts, though. So usually, oh, usually that's a good time to to line up an ending. I mean, right, yeah. Man. I don't know of anything. Do you have anything else on your mind that you would love to share to our wonderful listeners? Um, well, if you made it this far, please check out our social media shits. We got a lot of different things going on. Uh, we're working on establishing the Twitch. Uh, that's still growing. But our Instagram and our Facebook, which are both just at Smokin' Okies Pod, are both fully established. We got a lot of content going through there. And we've also got a Discord that has got a lot of cool people in it. And we're always bullshitting in about all kinds of stuff. And that uh, you can just search, smoke, go to SmokinOkiesPod.com, look for the Discord link at the bottom, click it, and it'll get you right there. Otherwise, I think that's all I got, man. Cool. That brings up one more question for the questions episode. Why the fuck don't we plug our social media up front? We should probably do that. Yes. I just want to say I'm an idiot when it comes to social media. So I'm learning this as we go, but I think we're going to have more listeners at the beginning. (laughs) That would be my thought. You don't pick them up as the show goes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but hey. Yeah, check out our social media. We will be plugging it in the beginnings from now on, so uh, it'll be easier for you to find if you forget it. And with that, I would say uh, I'm good. No cannabis. Smoke and Okies is the premier Oklahoma cannabis podcast starring Brandon Blake and Evan Wade, produced by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. Don't forget to follow us here on Spotify and be sure to reach out for Smoke and Okie's Pod on Discord, Instagram, and Facebook. We do not sell or provide cannabis or marijuana products. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Stay high, but don't drive that way.